0: Wednesday morning at JM and the AM, Amy Koppelow is with us live via telephone. Shabbat Chaye Sarah, uh, which is about the burial of um, our mother Sarah, uh, always triggers a, a desire in our community to support the work of the Hebrew Free Burial Association. Amy is executive director of the Hebrew Free Burial Association and joins us live via telephone. Amy Koppelow, welcome to JM in the AM.
1: Thank you so much, Nahum. It's uh, one, it really is one of the highlights of my year to uh, have the opportunity to talk with you and um, you know, um, connect with all of your listeners. Well, about, I
0: appreciate. I'm sorry
1: Hebrew Free Burial Association and Pashat Hai Sarah.
0: I appreciate that the work you're doing is simply remarkable. I, I there's one statistic that I continue to always look for. And when I see it's confirmed, I say, oh my gosh, they are, they are as strong as ever. And that is on average. If there's 365 days in an average secular year, on average, you are taking care of more than one person per day when it comes to Hebrew free burial, which I think is absolutely remarkable.
1: Right, absolutely. Um, through today, we've done uh, 342 burials this year.
0: Just in 2016.
1: Just in 2016, we actually did a calculation before Rosh Hashanah uh, for the year 5776, and we found that we had done 412 the way that you know the Jewish calendar fell. So um, it, it, you know, it really is. um, We're we're unfortunately a very busy organization. I'm, you know, uh, I wish it weren't. I wish there weren't the poverty in the Jewish community and the isolation that um, causes people to need our services.
0: Yeah. You know, people don't realize, often people don't realize what's going on. Many of us come, you know, and come with families and, and people who are, you know, re- at the ready to be concerned about somebody even in the most dire of circumstances. And there are, there are people who leave this world, and literally either people don't know about it they're discovered by, you know, emergency personnel or by neighbors, or or someone passes away, you know, in a in not as dramatic a situation as I just described, and there's just simply nobody to take care of anything, and that's where you guys come in. And if not for you, if not for Hebrew free burial, I remind our audience that these people they would be they would be laid to rest in some type of public field, the Potter's Field, that is certainly not, uh, you know, what we would call the 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 uh, um, the appropriate Jewish burial.
1: Absolutely. I want to tell you a very dramatic story that we, we, we've we been involved with, uh, we were involved with really from August through uh, the day after Simchat Torah, when the Chagim were, were over. Um, our, uh, we're involved in a very, uh, for us, new initiative um, this year. Um, we've been mapping the buried the the sections where the burials are in our Mount Richmond Cemetery because although the cemetery has been in use since 1909, um, we never had a to-scale accurate map. When visitors come, uh, it's oftentimes difficult for them to find the grave unless they are very familiar with the cemetery and there are times when there just isn't staff to walk them to the spot within the 25 acres that the burial is. So we we figured we we sort of had to bite the bullet. Also, we knew it would help us find um, additional burial spaces, and we we knew that would also it would also solve other mysteries. Well, um, listen to what happened this summer. In August, uh, my staff, my um, director of operations, Andrew Parver, was. Uh, Reviewing the data for a particular section that had been created by the mapping company, yeah, uh, and um, he found a reserved grave, uh, a sister's grave next to a sister we had buried in 2006. The reserved grave, you know, had not been used. We went and it just didn't make sense. We went back, checked the records, and the story was the woman we buried was in her 70s in 2006. She had taken care of um, a disabled, mentally disabled sister who was older than she was. When Marion, the sister we took care of, um, had got cancer, she was put into hospice care, and unfortunately, her sister Sylvia had to go into a nursing home. Uh, We knew we needed to keep a grave for Sylvia because there was nobody else to take care of her. we let the, the nursing home know. We let, the, we let the public administrator's office know, and they were involved in arranging Marion's burial. And um, that was it. Never heard about Sylvia. Uh, when we looked at, you know, found that grave this summer, um, we knew there was no way Sylvia was still alive ten years later. No way. Um, we called the nursing home. They had no record of her. And this is what happens to people who have nobody. Um, and we had a hunch. We called um, City Cemetery, which, as you you referred to it as Potter's Field. It's on Hart yeah. Island, run by the Correction Department um, of New York City. Where burials are done in mass graves, three deep, um, by um, by prisoners uh, from inmates from Rikers Island. Anyway. Sylvia died a month after her sister's burial. The nursing home paid no attention to the plan we had put in place. Uh, Poor Sylvia lay in a morgue for six weeks, unclaimed, and then went off to City Cemetery. So starting in August, uh, in working with the public administrator's office, um, we put the plans in place to have Sylvia disinterred, and the day after Simchat Torah, she was buried in the grave that had been set aside for her in Mount Richmond Cemetery um, with a, you know, with a respectful burial. She had a tahara, everything that had to be done ten years later. Hmm. so, um, <laughs> So this is how our work finds lost people.
0: Unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. Every time you come on. There's another dramatic story to tell. Uh, there are volunteers who get together to make sure there are minyanim at the Hebrew-free burial funerals. There are volunteers who clean up the cemetery to make sure they are kept properly. I mean, this is an operation which is way beyond just bear And believe me, it's, it's no small task to uh, make sure that people have a proper Jewish burial. It's High Sorrow Week, Amy. Amy Koppel is with us. Just tell people what they need to know in terms of supporting Hebrew-free burial.
1: Okay, if uh, to support Hebrew Free Burial Association, um, to honor Parshat Chayesara and the meaning behind it, um, what we have is a, a special campaign. And if you go to www.hebrewfreeburial.org back, backslash CS for Chayesara, um, there's a special page where you can donate. What we're trying to do is raise money to, for, to cover five burials and, um, we could really, really, really use the community's help. Remember, this is Chesed Shel Emmet. Yep. If you help participate in, uh, burying somebody, you're doing really, um, the, the only mitzvah that's non reciprocal. Nobody can, really, the, the person you help cannot thank you. And, and um, in advance, I thank the community for their
0: support. Amy, continued good luck information at the Hebrew Free Burial website. Everybody you can search for that and check it out. And this is the week, Chayis Sarah, that you'll see their campaign in your mail and online. And we encourage people to use the Chayis Sarah, uh time to uh, support the work of the Hebrew, Hebrew Free Burial Association. Amy Koppel, is their executive director. Amy, thank you and continued success. Thank you. Wednesday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up. Make sure to keep it right here. At JM in the AM.